everybody, you're tuning in to Mad About It. I'm your host, Becky. Becky with the good hair, that's right, it's me. Ah, alright, today, today we're gonna talk about Stonewall, alright? So, notice I just said Stonewall. I didn't say the Stonewall Riots. I didn't say Marsha P. Johnson. I didn't say anything other than the word Stonewall. And that is is no accident. Yeah. So, I've been noticing, like, so many different interpretations of what Stonewall means to the gay community and what Stonewall means to history. So, I just, I've been like, honestly, I didn't, I didn't think I was even going to have to do this because there's like whole podcasts about Stonewall. Do y'all know this? Do y'all know this? There's like whole podcasts about Stonewall. There's also uh, 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 a podcast called The Mattachine that just talks about uh, gay history. There's also queering history. Um, I'm gonna go back in later and like tell y'all the different queer podcasts there are for this subject, but my point is, is I didn't think I was gonna have to talk about this because everybody is talking about it. Like, so much so that I was like, you know, it'll be redundant and kind of stupid for me to talk about it. So I'll just talk about other things like She-Ra and like my asshole. But I don't know, man. I saw a status from a friend of mine who should know better that didn't. You know what I mean? And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is the most nonsense. Like, what the fuck is this? I saw it. I just got to I'm not going to tell you who it is, obviously. But I hope it doesn't, you know, it's not too out of, out of you know, bounds to, to just read the status. But, <sighs> okay, this is what the stat, this is what, this is what motivated me to make an episode. Stonewall riots in 1969. Very correct check mark. Pride Parade to remember the Stonewall Riots and celebrate progress equals, that's correct, checkmark. Straight allies equal, also correct, checkmark. What? What does that mean? What? I, what, does that, what does that mean? You're like an educated person. What does very correct mean? I'm called not very correct on all this. Is this like, is this your, is this pride now? Pride is, is, is very correct. Good job, Stonewall. Like, oh yeah, yeah, this guy, he's carrying the torch, clearly. He's clearly carrying the torch. I, I don't understand. It's not real. So I understand that there are a lot of different versions of this story. But what I don't understand is why our community cannot get its shit together well enough to agree on what the fuck Stonewall is. It's
it's like supposedly important and yet nobody can tell you exactly what the fuck it is so here i am i'm not saying i'm gonna get it perfect but i'm gonna try to give you the the loudest butchest most no nonsense version of what stonewall is are you ready for this because i'm i'm pissed <laughs> it's not like it's it's not rocket science it's also it happened in 1969 it's not like it happened 500 fucking years ago it's not like we're like digging through ruins finding little rainbow patches like the fuck people that were there are still alive 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 Stonewall is not like an ancient archetype of our liberation. It's like yesterday. And all the problems that they were dealing with, we're still fucking dealing with. So like, uh, oh gosh, I'm gonna have to edit like all this out. That was like right in the first five minutes, just screaming, screaming. I tell you, I am just, I, it's not like I'm angry. I would say that I am uh, more articulate than I used to be on testosterone, maybe. Pissed about it. Okay. All right. So, what is Stonewall? Stonewall is a bar. The Stonewall Inn is a bar. And it's not really some sort of super special, super fancy bar. And when my gender studies teacher told me about Stonewall, he said that it was a shitty bar. So I haven't been there, so I can't speak personally about whether or not Stonewall is shitty. You know, that's the gayberhood, and that's where people are hanging out anyway. So the the narrative that I hear a lot is that, like, there were no gay rights until... Stonewall, which is just like the furthest thing from the truth that there could ever be. Imagine just sitting at a bar and thinking like, you know, I haven't talked to a single soul about this. Nobody knows my plan. Nobody's gonna back me up. I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen, but you know what? I'm gonna throw some at that cop. I'm going to do it. Today's the day. Gay rights. Woo! No. Fucking, there, was, there were people that were all on the same page about being pissed. They Did they plan the Stonewall riots? No. They're called riots kind of like, uh, you know, not the best sort of way. It's not really a riot. It's an uprising. It's a political movement. It's a retaliation against oppression. And a riot, you know, when people win the Super Bowl, the opposing team, like, riots or whatever, or the winning team riots, whoever the fuck, I don't know. People riot and they burn shit, you know? Like, riot is just kind of like chaos. But the Stonewall riots were a catalyst for the gay liberation front they were not chaos. They were the straw that broke the back. Do you know what I mean? It's not something that just suddenly happened 
it is the culmination of a lot of unrest. So, who threw the first brick? It doesn't, it doesn't matter, and uh, who even knows if it was a brick? It doesn't matter. You know who really threw the first brick? The Daughters of Belitis, the Mattachine. These were pretty well-organized organizations that were doing stuff before Stonewall. The Mattachine has been around since the 1950s. Stonewall happened in in 1969. This is really just, you know... The, the straw that broke the camel's back. And, um, uh, while there are, uh, people of color and trans people that are essential to this movement, that are at the core of this movement, um, I saw, I don't know, I saw this BuzzFeed thing, and I think that they just want clicks, honestly. I think it's just clicks, because they were like, you know, people of color and trans people are the root of, of the gay liberation movement, and nobody is saying that they aren't, like, an essential part of what's going on, but... The Mattachine and the Daughters of Belitis are primarily white, upper-class organizations. And those people actually had the power and the money and the time and the influence to get shit done in a way that poor trans people of color cannot. So I'm not at all trying to discredit anybody's involvement in this. Marsha P. Johnson is a landmark figure in the LGBTQ community on a level that, like, very few other people are. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm I'm simply trying to point out that Stonewall was a couple nights of riots that fueled the fire for the gay liberation front that started almost 20 years before the, the it boiled over. It takes a long time for the pot to boil over. It's not like, you know, like nowadays we have Instapot. You can cook frozen chicken in like 15 fucking minutes. Makes no sense. But that's not how things are usually, you know, in no land before Instapots. You know, I guess Dutch ovens work pretty fast, but... But the point is, is uh, obviously trans people and people of color in the queer community are, you know, being, are being oppressed much more actively than the white cis-passing members of the queer community, not to, you know, call any shots, but, all right? I just think that's important to say. I, 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 I just, I don't understand the, like, non-stop worship of the, like, victimization of the weakest members of our community. I, I, it's not that, it's not that I don't agree, it's that we need to be focused on actually helping them. I, 
to me, honestly, it just seems like a lot of people are exploiting, you know, the sympathy vibes that come from a lot of these, like, trans, queer horror stories. And I... It's not like it's a crime. It's just like the bigger picture here is that you need to talk to the the right people about the right stuff. You don't need to make cutesy Instagrams about how progressive you are. You don't need to, to stay within a safe bubble and keep performing where things are safe. You need to actually fucking help a trans person in a way that isn't patronizing and uh, a lot of the way that I hear people talk about stuff is seems patronizing to me like uh, Marsha P. Johnson is not some sort of victim she's this like incredible fearless leader um, who inspired so many people and uh you know, she didn't do it by herself. She didn't do it by herself. And um, no, nobody did any of this by themselves. Nobody deserves all the credit for any of this. This besides the point. I think people just, they like to just assign easy black and white explanations to things. And unfortunately, this this does not have the easiest black and white explanation because it's a social movement. It's alive. It's a consciousness. It's an uprising. It's not just black and white. So, um, uh, let's see. And, okay, did anybody watch RuPaul? There was this moment in RuPaul this season that, like, literally made me, like, throw up. He was like, he was like, Judy Garland's death sparked the Stonewall riots. But Judy Garland's death was ha- happened at that time. And some conservative nutjob asshole wrote in his paper that, you know, oh, the gays got up to something this weekend. I, they're just mourning the death of Judy Garland. Their, their concerns are not legitimate. We don't need to worry about these crying, screaming queers. We just need to, you know, belittle it to the death of a singer. And here's the deal. The Manachine and the Daughters of Belitis have been working on this shit for a while now. I'm sure that they're real sad about Judy Garland. Nobody's saying nobody's sad about Judy Garland. I'm just saying I don't think that's what fucking caused a goddamn social revolution I mean Judy Garland's cool but don't you think that's don't you think that's a little trivializing I think it is and um, not quite not quite right and it's disappointing that RuPaul with somebody such a huge platform you know goes for the most entertaining version of things you know and I'm over here like I'm doing my best to try to make the most accurate information I can possibly do and try to make it interesting and the the sad truth is is a lot of it just isn't and uh, it doesn't fucking matter because it's our history and it shouldn't matter whether or not it's interesting you know it's an essential part of what's going on 
I, I had dinner with a friend last night. Here's the other thing that, that pissed me off. I had dinner with a friend last night. And I don't think he listens to the podcast, but he might. So, like, uh, if you are listening, you know, bear warning. I mean, you knew that there was a chance you are going to end up on the podcast. But if you say some shit that's as stupid as he said, I'm going to be pissed about it. So my friend, my friend, he's a dear friend of mine. We've known each other for, like, eight years. And he, 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 he's just a little dumb, I guess. I don't know. I guess he's just a little dumb. He was like, I was like, oh yeah, like I'm excited. I'm going to Pride this year. And like, you know, uh, Kentucky Pride is like way smaller and it's like really fun because small town Pride is like way more fun than I used to go to Chicago Pride. Chicago Pride is straight people and teenagers. Like, I'm sorry about it. It's like very annoying. And, uh, 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 Kentucky Pride is like, is like hardcore. You know what I mean? I got, you know, people are like, yeah, let's go. Let's go to Pride. It's fun. Anyway, um, speaking of which, I see you there this weekend. It's going to be dope. But, um, he was like, I don't do Pride. I don't care about living in the gay community. I don't care about associating with the gay community. We don't give a shit about anything. And then at this, in the same breath, he's like, oh, I go to my friend's drag shows, like, every night. And I'm like, so you think you don't participate in the gay community, but you're drag show every fucking night? What does that mean? What? what? So I think he's just dumb. But he was like, I don't go to Pride. I don't do any of that shit. And I usually do not go to Pride. I usually am like, I live every single day as proud as I can be. I have my own personal Pride parade every fucking day of the week. Like... So I I, agree, I understand the idea that pride doesn't matter. And then he said he was like he was like he was like he was like, "Well, do you really do you really think that pride is even necessary?" And that's what really got me. I was like, "Listen. Listen. Whether or not you individually like on pride is irrelevant." Whether or not pride parades should exist is not up for debate. You know what I mean? It's not up for debate. Um, you can be a loner, introvert, and stay at home and not go to pride. Fucking do your thing. Pride is about a lot more than being proud of being a gay person. It's way bigger than that. Um, it's about remembering all the people that died during the AIDS epidemic. It's about remembering the people who were killed by police. It's about remembering it's about the gay teenagers killing themselves because they can't get through a school day. It's about adults killing themselves because of a secret that they've kept their whole lives that rotted a hole right through their soul. I I just, it's not just about, you know, bikinis and muscles and, and, and kink parades. Like, and that's the other thing. The people that are like, oh, kink shouldn't be part of pride. Like, fucking mind your own business. King's always been part of Pride. King's always been part of Pride. If you got a problem with that, just shut up. I'm sorry. It's not, just don't participate in the kink stuff. Just don't do the kink stuff. Nobody's asking you to. 
the whole thing about kink is consent. It's not, you're not in danger being near the kink parade. Anyway, and then the trans people, it's like, how many times do you have to see a, a trans woman, a trans person of color dead in the newspaper before you start to care? Uh, what do you mean we don't need pride? Like, what? What? We absolutely need pride. We need pride all the fucking time. All the fucking time. I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how, 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 how somebody in his situation with his history is, it feels this way. And, um, you know something? We need pride. You know why we need pride? We need to come together once a year and party and say hi and have a community. You can do it in a lot of other ways. You don't have to go to pride specifically. I'm saying that don't say that pride is not necessary. Don't, don't, don't say that stupid shit that that straight people say about how pride is in your face and hypersexual and and you know it's just wrong and it's homophobic and and I can't believe that gay people that I am friends with say this shit to me you know um like I get it I understand the perspective but I don't understand the perspective of somebody who whose memory is that short honestly I, I don't I, I smoke a fuck ton of marijuana and my memory is not that fucking short like what the hell 1969 you know when the AIDS epidemic was much more recently ah. This guy, this guy, this guy, he's my buddy, he's my friend. He has struggled with sex addiction in the past. He has opened up to me about this. This is a very common issue in the gay community, so, you know, uh, that's the main reason I feel like I have liberty to talk about it. I feel like there's got to be some other listeners out there who are struggling with the same sort of thing. If you struggle with sex addiction and you are open to dating HIV positive men and you are open to all of it the way that this guy is, I do not understand how you could say something like, I don't know why we need pride when, uh, when everybody's, when, when, you know, I don't know why, I don't know why we need pride. You don't know why we need pride. Maybe you just hate yourself, you know, like, and, and he's got, he's got, he's like, oh, my parents are accepting and I don't have baggage from being a gay kid. It's like, you know, you can, you can, you can have the most accepting parents in the world and have fuck tons of baggage being a gay kid because society tells you that you're not doing the right shit. No matter how much wonderful fucking you do, you might still feel like shit inside. And that results in some weird baggage. Like not lacking pride just because you don't like 
you know, gay people or something. I don't understand. How do you have such short-term memory that you you both forget about the AIDS epidemic and 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 and, and shit that's happening on the news like yesterday? Like there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. It's not like I'm like searching for bad things that are happening to queer people. It's like somebody's getting beat up pretty much pretty much all the fucking time. So when you say things like, I don't know why we need pride, straight people don't, you know, straight people need pride too, like, fuck, fuck this fucking, fuck the fucking straight pride bullshit. I tell ya, when you're watching your lover die because of a disease that has so much stigma that doctors and nurses won't see them. I mean, and to hear the government ignore it, to hear the government approve of it, you know, how, 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 how much social change has happened that members of our own community don't care about the AIDS epidemic. That's so ridiculous. That's so ridiculous to me. Honestly, though, the dinner otherwise was, like, very nice. We had a real nice time. Uh, I did aggressively talk to him about, like, fucking everything. But, spoiler alert, this podcast is not an act at all. This is just how I am. So, uh, yep. Okay, so we're really off topic. We were get, we were talking about Stonewall. So the Stonewall in this bar... Stonewall riots, or a couple days of riots in the summer, June 28th, and uh, when I, I found a, I found a, an interview of Marsha P. Johnson, and she said that she didn't get to the Stonewall riot until about 2 a.m. on the 28th, so, uh, is it? Was it, you know, is it the 27th or is it the 28th? Like, did it start in the middle of the night? Yeah, okay, yeah. It started at 1.20 a.m. Martha P. Johnson says that she got around, got in there around 2 and the uh, shit was already, like, super, super, super riotous by then. Um, another person that is credited with the... Uh, the Stonewall riots is Sylvia Rivera. Sylvia Rivera is a very prominent uh, LGBT activist, uh, transgender rights activist, and it's just a significant LGBT uh, history figure. Uh, She uh, is credited uh, with uh, the Stonewall riot, and she says that she threw the second glass. So that might just be like coy and campy, you know? Um, but it also could be, uh, you know, true. So it kind of doesn't matter whether or not she threw it because she was there. And, uh, uh, I, I watched this amazing New York Times uh, 
recap of Stonewall. They have a couple different ones. They have like all sorts of different Stonewall articles from over the years. The New York Times is like is really good at talking about Stonewall. Um, the uh, uh, there's a a butch woman that was seen fighting with the police that night. That the people that were there say is who is responsible for starting the Stonewall riots. The people who weren't there all say it was Marsha P. Johnson or Sylvia Rivera. The people who were there all say it was Stormy De La Verie. Uh, I hope I say her name right. I hope I said that right. Uh, Stormy De La Verie is a very butch woman who was kicking ass and taking names and was the bouncer of the Stonewall Inn. So if you ask me who's most likely to start a fight with the cops, you know, well, I mean, maybe it was the fucking bouncer. And maybe, especially if this bouncer, you gotta check it out. You gotta check out photos of Stormy Delivery. Oh my God. I ain't never been so wet in my life. That, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Like, Fuck Tegan and Sarah. I don't even know who those be- What is that? I don't know. It's Stormy Delivery and then disappointment from then on out. Just like, just nothing but sadness. Um, and Stormy was born in uh, December 1920 and died in May uh, 2014. May 24th, 2014. She was born December 24th, so 24-24, pretty cool. But, uh, it's the most magnificent motherfucker I've ever seen. And it helps that Stormy was being photographed by, like, a real artist. Uh, she was photographed, uh, uh, I can't remember the artist's name who photographed her. But, um, hopefully it will come to me later somebody else tell me um there are there are lots of people at the stonewall riots it was a lot of people it wasn't just one person doing one thing one 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 superhero so we got all these fucking superhero movies are brainwashing everybody into thinking that one person is responsible for great things literally no single person ever did anything fantastic entirely on their own it's impossible um there was, uh, uh, a, uh, a, I mean, if this person was alive now, I think they would identify as a trans man, Maria Ritter, who was known as male to her family. Uh, they said that, uh, that their biggest fear was getting arrested, and the second biggest fear was getting arrested and having a picture of them in a dress as, like, the picture that they used in the photo for the arrest. Which, like, absolutely, absolutely, that's definitely the worst thing. Um, but yeah, so the Stonewall riots were not caused by Judy Garland's death. The Stonewall riots were not a brick festival. And the Stonewall riots were not um, necessarily seen as a social uprising at the moment. It is because of people like Marsha P. Johnson. It's because of people like Sylvia Rivera. It is because of people like Stormy Delivery. Um, 
that these events are remembered as political uprisings. It is because of queer people clarifying history that these things are remembered as a social change catalyst and not just a bunch of angry, drunk gays fighting with cops. Because that's what it ends up being remembered as, unless we clarify. Um, Speaking of which, I should clarify about uh, Sylvia Rivera. Sylvia Rivera is a uh, Puerto Rican, Venezuelan uh, transgender activist was born in 1951 and died in 2002 and uh, she is credited with throwing the first glass she says that she threw the second one Um, so uh, yeah um, and apparently there was like a chant that they were chanting because there's multiple days of riots um they said Stormy Delivery was photographed by Diane Arbus. That's who it was. Diane Arbus. Um, and the, uh, I should say, uh, uh there were, uh, there were There were two nights of riots. Uh, All day Saturday, June 28th, people came to stare at the burned and blackened Stonewall Inn. And uh, after that, people rioted again. So yeah, they they burned the bar. Oh my goodness, did I not mention that? Yeah, the bar was like very, very damaged. Um... The riot, uh, the riots were, you know, the boil over. They were, they were, uh, to quote, uh, to quote Sylvia Rivera, you've been treating us like shit all these years. Uh huh. Now it's our turn. It's one of the greatest moments in my life. Uh, that's what Sylvia Rivera said about it. So it's definitely a retaliation. And uh, the police fought against the queers in that bar. And um, very recently, the New York police finally apologized for how they reacted at the Stonewall riots. They apologized for the Stonewall riots. Um, How sincere that is, I don't know. I think it's pretty unusual for the police to apologize about fucking anything. So that's pretty impressive. And uh, I've seen a lot of stuff going around about how people want to ban cops at Pride. I think this is a really complicated issue. I kind of don't want to get into this too much. All I'm going to say is that it's just completely stupid of me to talk about Stonewall and not talk about police violence against the gay community. This is not news. Um, and the police are not always on our side slash never. Uh, and the police were fighting 
that the, they were fighting people at Stonewall. They were fighting the people. It was not just a bunch of rowdy queers destroying their own bar. It was a bunch of rowdy queers fighting the cops and then the cops destroying the queer bar. Um, so, I, you know, it's just kind of nuts. Of course, it's not a shock to everyone that the police are not on our side, but uh, yeah, I'm sure there are some listeners that are like, whoa, I didn't know that. And yeah, it sucks. Um, and it's still happening today. Uh, if you get harassed because of your sexuality or your gender identity and you call the police, I hope that you get a good one because it's not, it's not always going to happen. And it doesn't matter where you live. If, if anything, the more gay people are in your area, the more prejudiced the cops are. San Francisco has a long history of cops versus gays. And uh, a while ago, there was like a there was like a hot gay San Francisco cop, and it was like kind of a cute thing where people were trying to like repair the relationship with cops with this like super cute gay San Francisco cop. But like it was mostly an Instagram thing, mostly because that guy was like really really hot, like a like, hot cop thing, you know. But so in summary. Stonewall is the moment that the gay liberation movement turned from passive to active. Does it make sense? It's not like it's solely responsible for anything. It's not like it's, uh, it's not like one person is solely responsible for it. It's not like, uh, it's not like anything, honestly. There are, there are gay liberation movements going on all over the country and finally, the cops fought us so bad that there was enough damage and enough violence to spark unity. And that, that's, that's unfortunately how it goes. Usually something really bad like this is the thing that, that sparks massive change. Um, wouldn't it be great if we could just get shit done without burning buildings or killing each other? But you know how the Judy Garland shit's made up? Check out what's not made up. When I was looking up this New York Times thing, I found this uh, video of a bunch of older queers that were at Stonewall. And they said that they were singing this chant. Um, They made up their own chant uh, to taunt the cops. They did not have like a a drag queen high kicking line. There were a lot of kicking lines. That's what they said. They said there were a lot of kicking lines, but they said that they were not lots of like organized fantastic gay musical dance kicking like that was not really what's happening they did however have this very funny cute little poem uh that supposedly goes to the howdy doody time song i am going to perform it for you here uh they said it goes to the howdy doody song the how to duty song goes something like da 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 so the the stonewall song went we are the stonewall girls we wear our hair in curls we don't wear underwear to show our pubic hair um do you need it again? Do I need to sing it again? I kind of want to. We are the Stonewall Girls. We wear our hair in curls. We don't wear underwear.
to show our pubic hair. It's howdy doody time. Pretty good. Pretty good poem. I like it. Um, yeah, so, like, here's the deal. Like, that's really entertaining. I wish RuPaul had talked about that, you know. This fun as hell. I'm having a damn fine time doing this. I am not making up fucking any of it. It's amazing. We got just as much racism, transphobia, homophobia. We got all the problems we used to have. They're just wearing different masks. They got different websites. There are websites now. You know, things are better, and in a lot of ways, they're worse by the same things that make them better. So, I I mean, I think another way of saying it is exacerbated. You know, everything is. So, I think, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure I got something wrong. I'm sure I'm leaving a bunch of stuff out. I'm sure I said a bunch of stuff to piss people off. I should say earlier, I, I almost sounded like I liked the Daughters of Elias and that I liked the Mattachine. I should clarify that these organizations are very flawed and both of them did not survive because they were very flawed. I'm just trying to point out that, you know, this like, you know, very dramatized narrative is not a hundred percent wholesome and, um, yeah, the Mattachine and the Daughters of Belitis both have a lot of racism and classism and sexism entrenched in both those organizations. And, you know, we'll probably have a podcast episode about those things. But again, there are podcast episodes about fucking all this by other people. You can go check them out. The Mattachine and uh, uh, Queering History and... Uh, 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 Oxford LGBT, always here. They got Nancy. I'll be honest though, you know, I like Nancy. It's it's cute, but it's like there's so many ads and like there's like a real publishing company and like somebody gets paid to do that. And like I, on the other hand, am just you know frantically screaming. And now, did I tell you, I no longer record in a closet. I record in an office in my actual, I have a house now. And I have a a room in there that's small. And it can now, you know, I have a chair. I sit on a chair now, you know. I don't want to brag, but we went from closet to room with a chair. And I'm feeling like, you know... The sky's the limit. Alright? So, please keep chilling. Keep supporting the podcast. Keep listening to me ramble. I'm sorry if I pissed you off at any point in this. But, like, I mean, some stuff's just gotta be said. It's just what it is. You know, EBL, they should be like, you can't handle the truth. I don't know. I was ranting to my friend. I was like, you know what? What about soft truths? What about, like, the nice truths? What about the, like, be nice to yourself truths? Yeah, I didn't do any of those today. That was none of those. Today was pure bitching. But, okay. So, I hope you like the Howdy Doody Time song, because that's all you're hearing today. Uh, and, uh, we'll tune in next time. I'm got, I've got so many stuff. i got so much stuff. i got so many things. 
we got another She-Ra episode that's going to come out like maybe tomorrow, honestly. It might come out tomorrow. Uh, we got a, a masturbation episode coming up. It's going to be fucking dope. We got, uh, I don't know, I've been like pissed about all sorts of things. I don't even want to give it away. Just like, just stick around. It's going to happen. I know I, I like, the, I don't want to say I give a lot of false promises, but I have given a few. So, uh, you know, not, I'm not, I feel like I'm like, you know, not always the best Becky in the world, but I'm doing my best. All right. Ta-ta for now. One more.